finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Highlights from last night's um, action in Monday Night Football, uh, in case you missed it. I did, yeah, I did did watch that. uh, The one thing that everybody, including uh, you and me, were uh, waiting for was uh, Tom Brady's comments on Aaron Rodgers. And uh, he didn't disappoint. He did exactly what we thought he would do. He avoided the subject completely. We'll get to that. And another former Patriot, this meathead moron, Cassius uh, Marsh, who plays for the Bears and sacked Ben Roethlisberger at the end of the game. And he's a scrub. He's a well-traveled scrub. He's famous around here for saying he didn't have any fun when he was playing for the Patriots. It's more fun to play for other teams. He had fun for a while last night. He got a sack. And then he had to do this ridiculous uh, Mark Gastineau dance. He did a little karate kick, and then he looked at the Pittsburgh sideline and taunted. And that upsets a lot of people in the media. They think it's a, 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 a problem when the refs throw the flag and call taunting. Uh, I, I only had one problem with it, and I'll get to it. But uh, if they, if you know it's a rule and you know they're going to throw the flag and you do it anyway, how is that anybody's fault but yours? No, I'd it's his fault. Not- yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a stupid right, so, rule, though. It's a terrible rule. Okay, so you know what you do? What you do, do that. You do that on Wednesday. You talk about the rule, or Thursday. Today, you talk about the moron that ignored the rule. Said, "I don't care. I have a sack. I, I mean, I did my job. Let me dance for a while." So, if you want to complain about the rule, that's fine. Go do it. We do that all the time. We complain about rules in sports. You don't do it at that moment. You say it's a rule. They've been calling it. They've been pretty uh, uh, strict with the taunting. So if you taunt and you get a flag, it is your fault. It is not the fault of the rule guy in New York. You want to change the rule? Great, change the rule. But uh, Marsh knew it. All the players, the coaches knew it. His coaches knew it. it. It is amazing to me that if you're a high school kid or a Pop Warner kid, it would be all your fault. You did a dance and the ref threw a flag. And you taunt and you looked and glared at the other sideline. The ref, if you're a child or a high school kid or a college kid for that matter, it would be all your fault. But these are pros. Cassius Marsh is making not a lot of money, but he's made some money. I'm sure if he weren't in the NFL, he'd be, I don't know what, you know, driving a truck or something. He's, he's, he's just kind of a, a working class guy. Okay. But, but, how is it not your fault when there's a rule and you violate it? Everybody, Twitter, blue check marks, all the NFL media. Oh, it's the no fun league again. They don't want taunting. Right. They don't. They made a rule against it. If you don't like the rule, talk about the rule some other day. Don't exonerate Cassius Marsh, the idiot that had to do the dance because he made one play. I'm on Marsh's side here. I'm sorry. I think that the rule is dumb. And yes, yes, he got again, flagged. But- again. Take it up with the rule guy. It's his guy. protest, though. He's doing his protest on the field. There's, there's lots of rules that are dumb. You know, dumb rules. You don't just sit there and say, oh, uh, they violated the rules, so let's blame the rule guy. It just annoys me. It always annoys me. <laughs> but we'll get, to, we'll, we'll get to the worst part of that. He got I'll, – I'll do it now. I'll do it now. Then we'll move on. we got a lot to get to. But uh, Tony Carrente is the official that threw the flag, if you haven't seen it yet. He doesn't throw the flag on the taunting – when Marsh does this karate kick or when Marsh walks toward the Pittsburgh sideline and taunts them, he waits until Marsh walks by him. Tony Carrente gives him a little hip check and then throws the flag. Like he initiated contact and then he called the penalty on the player. That's why it's so bizarre. The taunting is one thing we can do that. We could do that all day, but what the hell is the ref doing? Are you, you're looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Just, I just put what, it in our what, chat. What? <laughs> it's it's a very bizarre. It is a bizarre play. He just he kind of like just sticks his ass at him a little bit. It's very strange. If that's if that's a guy 
looking to throw a flag, looking to, I don't know, I don't say betting on, on Pittsburgh, but wanting to get this game over and wanting Pittsburgh to win for whatever reason. And he throws his hip into him. Does he say that's part of the, the violation here? He taunted, he did a little dance. He, he bumped into me because that guy's got some explaining to do. There's everybody's seen. It. It's not like he got away with it. Tony Carrente. We saw you stick your hip out. Exactly. It's I, I it's you know, retweeted. Everybody was just saying, look at this bizarre sequence. So if everyone sees it, everyone wants to know the league should make him available. He should tell us why he did that. And is that part of the reason you threw the flag? Cause then I would let Cassius Marsh off the hook. I'd say this ref's, ref has lost his mind or maybe was afraid he would lose his bet, one or the other, because it is a very strange sequence of events. So but, striking uh, an official carries a 15-yard penalty. What does taunting uh, carry? It's 15. It's it 15. 15. Okay, so either way, it's 15. I guess uh, then I don't understand. So why did he add the hip check? And by the way, he didn't throw the flag. He didn't have the flag no, out until the hip check. Yes. So if you haven't seen it, maybe you can check it out and uh, explain it to me because it is a it's a stupid play by this idiot Cassius Marsh, uh, uh, plain and simple, just a stupid play. And I'm sure his coaches or teammates are going, what the hell? Just do a little you know, jump around if you want. Be happy. Don't walk toward the other sideline with all the refs looking at you. But secondly, why is the ref sticking his hip out into a player? It's so strange. And I think that's the big topic today on sports talk radio. So I think they're going to have to explain it. But uh, we got more important things that affect affect society. Um, I don't know whether we should be. um, We're going to get to Kenosha and the the Rittenhouse trial. But my question is, should we be reviewing last year's BLM riots, which caused $50 million in damages, destroyed that city in Wisconsin, burned businesses this famous fire at the car a car dealer where they burned every car should we be reviewing those riots or previewing the next riots which are going to come in a matter of days i just hope people are sick of it and don't want to do it i hope that that all anybody participated last time and didn't get caught maybe feels like they got away with one and can just move on with their life and and have a family and and work and be productive i hope it, i just hope it doesn't <laughs> yeah, happen go get up and go to work just, that's just, always just a good solution a or job. go to school it's a good point because the problem, the reason we're here now, the reason Kyle Rittenhouse is on trial in this sham trial, and I don't care which side you're on, you're, you're probably, you know, if you're listening to me, you probably agree with me on this, but we have a lot of, you know, dissenting opinions out there, dissenting voices uh, who probably hate listening to us. Uh, they, they're, maybe they're BLM or Antifa supporters. Um, the, the reason we're here, the reason Kyle Rittenhouse, who clearly acted in self-defense and will be acquitted, the you know the best the prosecution can hope for is a is a hung jury and retry him, which would be silly because it clearly, I mean, it is the a classic case of self-defense. I hate to break it to you, looks like it, you know, Ayanna Presley. I hate to break it to you, Ringo, but the problem here is we got video, we got witnesses. I mean, this is really bad news for the uh, more than anyone else for the uh, residents of Kenosha the store owners the shop owners the car dealers because they're already threatening uh you know to to tear the place up if uh Rittenhouse gets uh acquitted which he will i mean any reasonable person who's watching knows i mean the media is doing their best to spin it i tweeted out a couple of examples of the liars in the mainstream media who are absolutely begging they're, they're doing the best they can to spin, to lie, and make it seem like uh, Kyle Rittenhouse actually, you know, committed a crime, which he did not do. They hate the fact that he's a baby-faced 17-year-old who uh, was there to protect businesses and, by the way, uh, give uh, medical treatment to anybody who needed it, including Antifa scum and BLM rioters. He was running around with his medical kit yelling, you know, medic, med- anyone need medical? He's 17. The reason he was there, the reason he was armed, was because the police did not do their job. The uh, 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 city officials, public officials in Kenosha, allowed the city to burn, and he was there to protect businesses, to help these poor, helpless folks who were watching their whole lives go up and smoke, literally, because BLM and Antifa were allowed to run wild. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse took matters into his own hands, a 17-year-old, 
decided he would help. He did help. He eliminated two really bad people who were trying to kill him and injured a third who we heard from yesterday. This uh, guy, and I, I know why he's so angry, Gage Grosskrauts. I think that's how you pronounce it, yeah, Grosskrauts. He's been, uh, he's had to go through life with that name. That's, Cro- that's a tough Grosskrauts. one. Grosskrauts, yeah. uh, for however long he's been alive. He's a thug, he's an Antifa punk who was there to cause trouble, who was armed, illegally carrying a handgun, pointing it at Rittenhouse, and Rittenhouse shot him, blew his bicep off. He's lucky to be alive, he knows it. But uh, I think he realized uh, it was better to uh, tell the truth rather than lie under oath. So he told the truth and he did uh, Rittenhouse a big favor. Rittenhouse's uh, defense team hasn't taken, hasn't started. They haven't had to do anything. It's almost like uh, they don't have to. uh, Some people have suggested they should just say, case closed, go ahead, you know, send it to the jury because the prosecution has done such a poor job. The prosecution, which is led by this guy that wears Star Wars pins, lapel pins, Star Wars, different ones every day. He's that big a Star Wars fan. He's on the in, in this trial of the century. Well, I know you're a big and, sci-fi fan, so uh, so nothing gets past you with that type no, of stuff. No, I mean, it just shows you what a weirdo he is, to be honest <laughs> with you. But, Can I ask you uh, a question? Not- I have a couple questions here. I wanted to ask you this. What, uh, if you're a parent, can you imagine letting your, seven, your underage 17-year-old kid grab an AR-15 and go to Kenosha to try to help? Like, I would, if I'm a parent, I wouldn't let him go, would you? Absolutely not. I'd be disgusted if I knew he had a gun. He was going there. By the way, he, was, he came this close to getting his head blown off he a couple times and bashed in he did. by that Anthony Huber with the uh, skateboard. Yes. The, the problem the prosecution has, the problem uh, the media has, the problem Ayanna Presley has is we've all seen the video. I mean, it's bizarre that they're pursuing this case Again, they're throwing the raw meat to the mob. They're they're allowing the mob to control things, including the judicial system, because the mob wants Rittenhouse convicted. They don't have a case. It's clear. We've seen the video. He's acting in self-defense. It should be taught. He's running away from the mob. He's running from running the mob. From the, he was on his ass. I mean, he was yes. literally on the ground. Yes. And Huber's ready to bash his head in with a skateboard when he shoots him. And then Grosskreutz has a handgun pointed at him and he shoots him. You're going to say that that's not self-defense. The, the prosecution has no case. I, I'm sure they know it. They're, I guess, doing their best. And, and that this weirdo star Wars guy is, is doing his best, but it's already blown up on him. And already, if you own a, whatever a shoe store in Kenosha, you're saying, uh Oh, uh Oh, I mean, you're probably hoping there was a hung jury or maybe convict them on some smaller, lesser charge. It's not going to happen. So I don't know if, again, the police and the mayor and the public uh, officials will uh, give the green light to the mob to, to riot and loot and burn. But if they do, you're talking about another $50 million in damages to this small city? I mean, it's outrageous. They allowed Antifa and BLM to run wild, and the answer was vigilante justice, and we got it from a 17-year-old kid. Uh, from uh, from Chicago with the baby face and an AR-15. The argument, and I've heard it, I hear it every day on Twitter, I see it, uh, is, you know, he shouldn't have been there. Well, so what? That's that's not a legal precedent. Well, that's not what's on trial here, right. You know who else shouldn't have been there? All these Antifa scum that he shot. Yeah. They shouldn't have been there. I mean, the guy who testified yesterday shouldn't have been there. He had an illegal handgun. He was there to cause trouble. Huber... I'm just going to tell you about the kind of the people he shot. And again, this isn't, doesn't play into the defense. You don't get to say, oh, yeah, he's a child molester, so I shot him. That's not how it works. But if you're uh, an observer, if you're a member of the media, if you're just someone watching and saying, you know, who were these people that uh, Rittenhouse shot? <clears throat> let me tell you about them. You want me to tell you about them? Yeah, do, I'd like do, to hear. Have, you, have you read about them? First, let me tell you about DCU, and then I'm going to tell you about the victims of Kyle Rittenhouse. And uh, you tell me, uh, I, I understand, again, it's not part of the legal proceeding where you say he, he was a really bad guy, but maybe it should be part of the uh, response when he walks out and they decide to 
you know, burn a used car lot, uh, maybe they're not worth it. That, that would be my suggestion. But uh, first, whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love, DCU may have the mortgage program to fit your needs and more importantly, your budget. Their mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles and, and make it so difficult and confusing. They'll bring you <clears throat> right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn more about rates and programs or to apply today at dcu.org slash mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 466914, insured by NCUA membership required. All right, the two guys, uh, Rittenhouse killed. I mean, obviously, gross croots, gross croots. Uh, he didn't kill him. You know, he's still around. He's still probably, a, you know, a, a member in good standing for uh, of Antifa. But the two, it was obviously Jacob Blake had shot by the cops. It was a, it was a righteous strike, to quote Mark Milley. Uh, Jacob Blake is a really bad guy who uh, had, had sexually assaulted the woman. He was just leaving her place. He was getting in a car with kids in the back. He didn't listen to the cops. He had a knife. He didn't drop the knife. They shot him uh, in the back. Uh, they were exonerated, the cop. Uh, Rustin Shesky was the one who was, uh, uh, who, who shot him. He was exonerated after an investigation. Obviously, uh, Jacob Blake is a really bad guy who uh, had a really bad, uh, history. It didn't matter. You know, Joe Biden, when he was campaigning, you know, went and reached out to the family and, and took his side, but that was the impetus for the rioting. If you forget um, this city in Wisconsin burned for seven, eight days. Uh, one and and the poor business owners were just left they, to. Yeah, there was nothing they could do. They burned, the cops work. didn't care. Apparently, yeah. the you know, mayor didn't care. The the um, governor, I don't know. The, the, nobody seemed to care. Just let them blow off steam. Let them burn all the businesses and destroy the city. Uh, but Kyle Rittenhouse and you know a small band of vigilantes. They did uh, uh, took. They did take matters into their own hands. He did cross state lines. I'm not sure why that matters. Uh, Joseph Rosenbaum was the first guy, a oh that uh, that Rittenhouse shot dead. He was attacking Rittenhouse, threw a bag at him. I'm not sure what that kind of bag it was, but he was uh, going to kill Rosen. Uh, uh, he said he was he would kill Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. He said it earlier. If I see you, I'll kill you. Um, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of uh, Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum was out on bail for domestic abuse. Rosenbaum uh, was in prison, served time in prison for molesting 11 counts of child molestation, five different boys aged 9 to 11. He was uh, molesting these kids for years. He was in prison. While he was in prison, he had 41 prison violations for his time in prison, including, including giving a prison tattoo and arson. And it's mostly just violations of fights and uh, whatever, disobeying orders. But he's like the worst person. If you read anything about him, there's video of him threatening people. He's an Antifa punk. He's like five feet tall. And he was just threatening anyone who got in his way. Just a really terrible, terrible person. The next guy, this guy, Anthony Huber, um, was convicting, convicted of domestic abuse, of strangling his girlfriend. He did prison time. He is scum also. Um, he uh, was, the video was amazing. There's a still photo too where he's rearing back, ready to bash Rittenhouse in the head with a skateboard. That's what he was going to do. He's a violent, he was a really violent, horrible person. He, uh, Shot dead, killed, obviously self-defense. Uh, the um, the third, Gross Krauts, Gross Krauts, had a gun and was pointing it and, and, and ready to shoot Rittenhouse. He was on the stand as the prosecution witness yesterday, and the media lied and said, oh, he oh, lied, deceived and, and, and uh, distorted the, the testimony. There was only one moment that really mattered uh, when they said, so you had the gun and you were pointing at Rittenhouse when he shot you. And for whatever reason, Grouse Kroots told the truth, had that rare moment of candor. With your arms up in the air, he never fired, right? 
Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. After you hear this, why are we even continuing with this trial? If this guy admits he had a gun pointed at the kid, I think we should be, uh, I'm in awe of Rittenhouse that he had this kind of composure. These people thought he was just a baby-faced kid that they could beat up or kill, and he wouldn't pull the trigger. Well, he did, and thank God he did, because I have no doubt he'd be dead. Yeah, These thugs would have killed him. There's, there's no question. That not that your summary, if you're the defense attorney, that if he didn't shoot, he'd be dead? Thus, the def- thus our defense, which is self-defense. How is it not self-defense? I don't even understand the strategy if you're the prosecution you know they've you know the defense is going to show you that video they're going to show you those i'm thinking they're worried if there if there wasn't a trial if they didn't pursue this then kenosha would burn that's uh, a but good that, question. I mean, so maybe just, that... it, it gives like a little bit of a release valve for for some time and then they can claim afterwards uh, that maybe the justice system failed or whatever and maybe the town doesn't burn i don't know but they're just they're just delaying the inevitable this guy you, the video is very clear what happens he is running away from a mob he gets struck down and he shoots people who are coming to harm him. It's super clear. I watched it this morning. I, I know. And, and, and the defense will show that any day now when the prosecution wraps up this, this tr- just horrible case that they presented. And then you go to the defense, which is look at this picture, look at this video. Let's go back to the uh, Grouse Crutes testimony. Uh, uh, okay, people, there's no other. Uh, uh, description of this other than self-defense. <laughs> There's no well, other way to look at this. You asked, and they uh, might not like the fact that Rittenhouse is, is yawning or he fell asleep or he was out one night and uh, and he had a shirt on that said free as fuck. That was his shirt. And they made a big deal out of that, that he crossed state lines, that he shouldn't have had the gun. He's only 17, that his friend, friend bought it. There's all kinds of things you could say, you know, he shouldn't have done. But one thing he should have done is pull the trigger because if he didn't, he would be dead. You asked and why. Um, be- sorry, you asked why Grosskrauts told the truth there. Well, there was there was a picture right in front of him. Like there was a blown up picture of him with the gun pointed at, at Rittenhouse. So what else is he gonna do? I mean, <laughs> I guess say, no, uh, I didn't. Well, the picture right here I, shows it. <laughs> I, I tweeted out some of the headlines and stories. The oh, media said, crazy. "Oh, Gross, Grosskrauts thought he was gonna die as as Rittenhouse pulled the gun uh, shot." And I'm saying, wait a second. If you're a reporter, and again, these aren't reporters, these are activists, these are agitators, they're they're with the mob. If you're a reporter and a guy says, yeah, I was pointing the gun at him when he shot me, there really isn't much more to the story. I mean, at least not to the headline, to the... No, that's the story. That the is takeaway. the story. That yes. is the takeaway. He had a gun pointed at Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse fired. If And this will be the defense's case. If he didn't fire, X, what happens? Blank. Fill in the blank. If he didn't fire, he's dead. A dead 17-year-old, along with a couple other dead uh, people, victims of the violent mobs that burned cities uh, with impunity uh, a year, year and a half ago. Um, I'm looking and, at your, I'm looking at your tweet here too, and there, see, this is so dishonest. You got CBS News who tweets out a picture of Grosskrauts, and he looks like he's been crying, like he looks really upset and he's being crying. It's a very, if you have empathy and you just look at the face of this guy, you're like, you, you really feel bad for him. And their, their headline is "Lone Survivor Shot by Kyle Rittenhouse at Kenosha Protest Testifies He Thought He Was Going to Die." That is dishonest. That is not what you take from what happened at that trial. What you take from what happened uh, at unless, trial is Unless he, you're working for the prosecution. Exactly. <laughs> that's not a news organization. That's CBS News. You got know. the Washington it's, Post said the same thing. He feared for his life. It's, they use the same picture. That is, that is dishonest. It, it is so dishonest. I mean, you're supposed to be a court reporter. Those are supposed to be as objective as that. Those people are supposed to be as objective as they come. They're in the courtroom. You're not. Even if it's on TV, you can't see everything they can see. So what they do is tell you, they, they summarize what happened in court. And if you think that's the big takeaway, that this Antifa punk, this lowlife, thought he was going to die. And by the way, he cleaned up nice, but uh, we, we know wh- why he was there. We know he was an Antifa punk who wanted to cause damage, who wanted to you know, burn, wanted to hurt people. Rittenhouse, uh, say what you want about him, but he was there. He, I mean, they have video. You could see him. 
running with his little medical kit and tending. He tended to uh, gross krauts after he shot him. He took a little lap around. He came he back. Yeah. I mean, he, and, and again, he's a kid. He's idealistic. He thought he was going to help. He went there to help because the cops and the, and the uh, public, uh, the, the town officials uh, just stepped back and said, you know, we don't want to uh, be accused of anything. Let BLM have their fun. And they let businesses burn. It's disgusting. I'll be curious. We'll all be curious to see if they do it again. I mean, they're they're doxing the jurors. I think it's George Floyd's uh, brother or cousin or something. There's a group that are taking their pictures, posting it on the internet, yeah. saying they know who they are, where they live. Their only hope is to intimidate, put the fear of God into these jurors. There's 11 women, nine men. They had 20 people. They they whittle it down to 12 at one point. Um. Uh, and, and, and there's only one African-American, which obviously, you know, that's another reason to riot, I guess, if you're uh, some of these Antifa scumbags. They're going to go after these jurors, so it's going to take some guts to do the right thing and acquit him. But how could you be a juror and vote to convict? You I mean, can. maybe you, maybe you say, you know, whatever, I, you know, I'm, I live in fear. What can we do here? But you have to do your job. You have to acquit this kid and they will, and they should. And then what is the big question? Then what it's going to get crazy. Uh, I don't know what, uh, you know, how, what are, I know what my congressperson is going to do. She's going to cheer on the mob. She's going to cheer on the, the, the people burning and, uh, rioting. Um, I'm looking at, this is a tweet that kind of went viral yesterday from Ayanna Presley. Uh, back in August of 2020, 2020, she writes, a 17-year-old white supremacist, domestic terrorist, drove across state lines armed with an AR-15. He shot and killed two people who had assembled to affirm the value, dignity, and worth of black lives. Assembled. You hear those words? I saw that. I saw the video. People are starting fires. There's shotgun shots everywhere. There's mobs everywhere. Assembled. Oh. Watch the watch the video again of Rosenbaum. You know, some people are just born bad. I yeah. mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I hate to disparage the dead. Rosenbaum was just born bad. Everybody who knew him, saw him, said he was just a bad guy, a child molester, a violent thug who told the baby-faced Rittenhouse if he saw him again, he was going to kill him. We are. I mean, he's just a really awful person. I, you know, I don't want to go overboard here, but Kyle Rittenhouse did the world a favor in this guy. In this case, he was lucky. He's he lucky. didn't know how bad a guy Rosenhouse Rosenbaum was or Huber. He didn't realize the people he shot were the scum of the earth. They turns out they were. And there are a lot of people who saw that and said they knew that's how Rosenbaum's life was going to end. You well, know, to, and to it, be fair, to be fair, protesters aren't violent people who's violent or the, the, these, these folks are not protesters. These, these are violent but, thugs. It, it it actually, I'm, I'm not shocked that the people that he killed had a violent background because it takes that type of person to want to go destroy property and hurt people. That's it's, it's the way, violence in their background. Yeah, I had to look hard. I'm, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back. I had to put in some effort to get the biographies of these scumbags. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel refused to report Jeez. on the past of the victims. Said, "Oh, it doesn't matter." So the biggest newspaper in Milwaukee, I believe refused to tell you what kind of people were shot and you know we're, we're finding out why they were shot they were threatening attacking rittenhouse and others there were two guys rittenhouse and his friend and rosenbaum said he was going to kill them both and and huber was going to bash his head in with the skateboard and gross krauts was going to shoot him dead that's the kind of people we're talking about the milwaukee journal sentinel sentinel said in an editorial decision we're not going to cover the past the history of these so thugs, dumb. Of it these... speaks to their motives. I mean, we need to know that information to know know why they were there. It's, it's... Well, I mean, you got the video of him yelling at people. Rosenbaum, the little the little shrimp, five foot tall guy, you know, bald, threatening to fight and kill people. You're gonna show that, or you gonna say, "Oh, that's not relevant." Yes. We want to talk about the whatever the lies that their family or that the media is gonna tell. Uh, Ayanna Presley, obviously, she can lie about anything. Nobody cares. I I point this out, and I'm gonna point this out. To the end of time, she said 70 people were murdered, quote unquote. I've tweeted the video out. You can see it. 
if you want to find it, she said 70 innocent people were murdered by the police in this country in the days after the Derek Chauvin verdict. I saw her say it. I've tweeted it. I've written it. I've tweeted. I've, I've, I've watched the video. That is so outrageous. Obviously, the Boston Globe would never cover it. That she's like one of them. That she's you know that's just the whole yeah. company full of radicals. They're they're like minded you know people. They're not going to call her on it. Can you imagine if I don't know Donald Trump said that or whoever or uh, Ted Cruz? That's the cops killed seventy innocent people, and I've tweeted at her and tagged her and said, "How about name it some names? Giving us some examples." She just made it up to not just disparage the police, but to generate to fan the flames of hostility toward police. She's not happy unless police are under fire, literally being attacked by the public. That's when she, her mission is accomplished. So she's talking about a teenage kid from Chicago, and she says a white supremacist domestic terrorist shot and killed two people who assembled to affirm the value of dignity and the worth of black assembled. lives. Assembled. I saw the footage. <laughs> two, par- two sentences, and you can't even uh, keep up with the lies. That's actionable, I think, when Kyle Rittenhouse is through just like uh, Nicholas Sandman, the Covington kid, you know, he's got, she's going Kyle Rittenhouse is going to have a team of lawyers and he's going to go after all these people. And I'm going to be rooting for him, especially Ayanna, but also the media people. You've seen the stories, the CNNs and MS, NSNBC, they've lied about him constantly. And he's not a public figure. The bar is low. He's going to be coming after these people legally, and I hope he gets them. I hope he gets you, Ayanna Presley. I mean, the Globe will be there and the other media people to defend her, but she's lying about a 17-year-old kid who shot in self-defense, who went there to protect businesses who were under siege, and and lucky for him, he shot when these people threatened to kill him, and uh, good for him. Um, I'll be curious to see how the defense goes. I really don't think it's necessary. You really don't <laughs> they should save the jur- they should save the jurors and then the trial. Like they should just I don't know I don't know what the procedural thing point. is, but like That's- take it off take it off those jurors because you don't want them to get hurt for doing the right thing. I think it's called a directed verdict, and a judge has the right if he know if he recognizes that they did not make a case that they did not provide any evidence, he could say that's it, you can go now. You're right. Then the jurors are off the hook. The judge seems pretty confident. He's made a few rulings. He wouldn't allow the prosecution to call the scumbags victims. You know, he, he said, you can call them rioters or looters, but you can't call them victims, which is good because they're not victims. I mean, they were threatening him. He no, they're instigators, for, right. They're instigators. So uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they allow the city to burn, but they got to be ready, board up the windows because any day now um, it's going to be over and justice will prevail. And it's going to be, it's amazing how many people, Public officials, elected officials, media people are are upset about this. I mean, <laughs> he, he he shot to save himself. He's a young guy. He was doing the right thing. He was providing medical attention, and they tried to kill him because they are really rotten people. We know that now. Why are you so upset? He's just not on your team. Yeah, because so they're, they're okay. They're okay with aggressive violence, right? They're okay with rioters who are doing violence in an aggressive fashion, but they're not okay with self defense violence. That is a warped worldview it's the opposite which is good you should always say that people have the right to defend themselves and they don't have the right to go and hurt innocent people and maybe i uh, i i let this bother me too much maybe it's just me but remember this a year ago year and a half almost a year and a half ago now you weren't allowed to support rittenhouse and i'm not talking just financially you weren't allowed to write a tweet or a facebook post and say good luck to Kyle Rittenhouse, he obviously acted in self-defense. That would get taken down. That would get you banned. I, I just retweeted someone, and and uh, they make a great point. It says, don't forget that Facebook immediately labeled Rittenhouse a mass shooter and shut down every attempt to raise money for his legal defense. PayPal and GoFundMe supported these efforts. Uh, corporate America declared him guilty, even though we already had the video and had some lot of facts, and he clearly wasn't guilty you couldn't donate because paypal this corporate uh this corporation in, in silicon valley or gofundme decided they don't like kyle rittenhouse they support the scumbags he shot so you can't give him money you can't tweet your support 
That is scary. I, don't, I know we talk but, about and, this a lot. And, and, and I'm not I don't, uh, right or wrong, like they, but they were okay with all these bail funds that got Antifa protests oh, yeah. out, of, out of prison. And maybe some of them should have been out of prison. Maybe they were nonviolent people that were in there. I don't know. But how can you, be, how can you, how can you make a, a cultural decision like that, um, a philosophical decision like that, and support one and not the other? The, the vice president uh, uh, donated, encouraged people to donate to the fund that bailed out the rioters and looters in Minneapolis. Idiot barstool employees were doing the same thing. Exactly, exactly. These these fools, and we'll get to Portnoy. These fools at Barstool were saying, "Let's send, let's raise money to bail out people like these these scumbags we talked about." You don't, it, particularly in that in that climate, as you remember, they weren't arresting protesters. They had their hands full just trying to control the rioting, which they didn't really do a good job of. No. But the people getting arrested were rioters, were, were arsonists, were violent people. They weren't arresting peaceful protesters, and they knew it. Even the dummies at Barstool knew it. Even a dummy like Kamala Harris knew it. Her money was going to bail out violent criminals. And if you tweeted, on the other hand, if you just tweeted or put a post up on Facebook that you wish Kyle Rittenhouse well, you could get banned, suspended, flagged. It's just insane, the power of the radical lefties in Silicon Valley and the, the, the big tech tyrants. It, it's just frightening. But uh, we will, we'll stay on top of that and follow what's going to be another interesting day in Kenosha. And I would just say, if I'm Kyle Rittenhouse's attorney, I'd say, stop yawning and just kind of sit still, pretend you're you know, in class, stop yawning and fidgeting. It's hard. You're a kid. Uh, and you look, he's 18 now. I think he looks like he's about 12. Yeah, he's a kid. But, uh, uh, and don't, you know, when you get out, don't go partying and, uh, and, and celebrating the fact that, uh, that you got away with this because, uh, you know, you're still young, you got a lot, you got, you'll be fine, but uh, you don't want to become this, uh, appear to be this just arrogant no. punk like no. they are. Just no. say you were there to help and, uh, and you're glad you fired first because otherwise you'd be dead. But, uh, let's get to, let's do, uh, let's do my pillow and then we're going to get to, uh, my new favorite insurance company, <laughs> right? And, uh, right? And 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 Tom Brady, as we we said, he would talk to his buddy Jim Gray, and he did. And he was asked, of course, about uh, about Aaron Rodgers. We'll play you what he had to say. No surprise there. And uh, uh, Howie Hamptons, Howard Stern continues to disappoint. What a sellout! What a disgrace! And Portnoy, Portnoy sat down with uh, Tucker Carlson. He did. I'm going to tell you why Portnoy is the luckiest break he got. I shouldn't say lucky. The best break. He got was these 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 scumbags of business insider putting it behind a paywall. I'm going to tell you why that has helped Portnoy's case a lot in the uh, court of public opinion. But first, let's 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 you and I talk about my pillow. I'm so glad we have my pillow on board. And again, I'll say it again. I'll say it every day, Karana. This is the the best thing you've done oh. since uh, you and I have been together. Because I, I see my pillow and I just say that's the kind of company that that, that I want on our team here. A company that's dealt with this cancel culture, that dealt with these, these, these dirt bags out there who uh, kind of like the people that uh, you know PayPal and GoFundMe who make these, these blanket declarations and just say you know you're good, you're bad. Well, they've decided in our case, you know, they've tried their best to shut us down, kind of like what they've done to, to Mike Lindell from uh, My Pillow. Well, they're on board. We're in this together. And I'm going to ask you to go to my pillow. Use code word Jerry G E R R Y and get huge discounts <clears throat> this holiday season when you're looking to buy your gifts. This is easy. Just go to my pillow and and you know buy some for everyone in your family. For example, the standard my pillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 if you use code word Jerry. That's Jerry with a G. My pillow is made in the USA. Comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It is the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift, as I said. You got one, Carano. I, I got a couple of them. I love them. Uh, as I said, like us, you know, Mike Lindell, he's constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping out this show, you're joining us in the fight against cancel culture. My pillow isn't in the big box stores. We know why. But you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com. And use the code word Jerry. Code word Jerry. I got the Giza sheets. I got the My Pillow. 
Uh, Bug the Chug's going to get the dog bed on Christmas. We love our my pillow stuff. You can do the same. You can check it all out. They got lots of stuff on there. Just go to mypillow.com and join the fight. All right. Um, we got a, a a private message, an email. I believe was it an email from I just a, got a, a, state, a DM, a DM from a, a, a DM a from a, a listener who works for State Farm and was proud of and and there's so there's just not enough of this. I see these things and I'm just so encouraged. I'm I'm so happy that he explained. I don't know. Do you have the email in front of you? Because I can dig it he up. He didn't here. send me the email, but he just he sent me. I, mean, I, yeah, I got a screenshot of him. Yeah. Um. So he said that. Uh, so fan of the show, of course, and said that uh, there was an internal email sent from State Farm to all the employees, basically saying that um, even though State Farm is encouraging vaccinations, COVID vaccinations, they're going to respect. They respect the rights of individuals to make decisions regarding their personal health. Uh, and what is best for them. So in essence, what they're saying is they're going to stick crazy. with, they're going to stick with crazy. Rogers. I know it is crazy, off the hook, <laughs> but they're going to stick with Rogers. They're not going to throw them under the bus. Like, uh, like our good friend, uh, Mike Florio wants them to do. Right. And, and he, they, this guy sent us a DM before they came out later in the day, they came out with a, a statement, a press release. Oh, did they already do that? I didn't see it. Yes. Okay. Cool. Farm, and they said as much, they said, we respect individuals rights and, you know, they support vaccinations, whatever. But, I don't know if this was a typical cynical corporate um, company doing what is best for it, which is understandable or not. Either way, I was glad to see it either way. I know what kind of pressure State Farm was under, and not just from that piece of crap, Mike Florio, but from many, many others. They wanted State Farm, which has been with, with Rogers has been with for like 10 years. They wanted him, them to dump him. They would have celebrated. They would have been thrilled. State Farm refused to do it. I still find the commercials with uh, Patrick Mahomes a little annoying. Yeah, you know, the State Farm guy, but I don't care. I love State Farm. I, they're not uh, an advertiser. I wish they were, but they stood by their guy, which is so rare these days. I was glad to see it. I'm sure Rogers was relieved, and and he doesn't do a lot of commercials. He's not like Peyton Manning or even Tom Brady, but this was a big one. This was a big one. He's been doing for years. I'm Long sure time. he's getting paid millions. Yeah. They, they're, you know, and, 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 and assholes like Florio would say, how could a health insurance company, the company, how could they support someone so reckless who, pe- oh, 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 no, we said people, how many of their customers have died because of someone like Aaron Rodgers? That's what Florio said. They stood up to him and all the rest of the cancel culture dirtbags and good for them. Good for Aaron Rodgers. I tell you who didn't stand up for him is, uh, well, Tom Brady did what I expected Brady to do. And I will defend him as far uh, on this because I know, I think I know how he feels. He probably agrees with much of what, what Rogers said. He certainly agrees with Rogers take that, you know, your body autonomy and it's not one size fits all. And he did his research and a lot of what Rogers said sounded like Brady. You know, yes. It sounded like what you would hear yep. if Brady opened up. The problem is Brady doesn't want to open up. He doesn't want to bring on the distractions. You know, that's the, the, his formula is to limit the distractions. Don't, you know, invite something that's not going to help you win this week's game. So I didn't expect him to dive in head first, even though I'll bet you quietly he would like to. He would like to. I bet you I wouldn't be surprised if he, like Rogers, has uh, found his own way to get immunized. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers say 100% of the team is vaccinated. Um, maybe Brady did give in, but if he did, it was reluctantly. It well, he has the antibodies. He had COVID. So I don't know. Why would you at that point? He's the least likely person to do that. He thinks he can't, again, can't get hurt. Exactly. Let alone sick. He brags all the time about his great you know, immunity system. I would be surprised. Somehow they pulled it off, kind of like Rodgers. They... They uh, skirted the rules. Wait till Mike Florio finds out that what Brady did. Then it's really going to get interesting. But Brady was asked by his buddy Jim Gray last night uh, on their little Monday Night Football appearance. Podcast appearance, yeah. And uh, do we have what uh, Tom Brady, his non-answer? Yeah, here it is. You've often talked on this program about eliminating distractions. Uh, yeah. This is about as big as of a distraction as you can have. Yeah, and of course, I figured you'd ask me about this. So uh, 
I mean, this is a very typical. Don't tell me. Question. Don't tell me you've got another statement. Have you written another statement? No, I didn't. <laughs> I just know that I I figured out I'm not commenting on Aaron Rodgers' personal situation. Um, far be it from me to tell anyone what to put in their body. Um, but by the way, Jim, my book, The TB12 Method, is available in paperback <laughs> wherever nutritional books are sold, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> See, so I, I disagree, I disagree I, I, with you. I think he's supporting Rogers with that statement. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe in his mind, this is the best, the only way that he could support Rogers, sort of, kind of, and fend off further inquiries, you know, not drag it out. So he can say now the old Belichick thing where he could say, I've already talked about that. When they ask him, if they ask him, let's be, let's not forget, Carano, the Tampa Bay media never asked Tom Brady if he was vaccinated. They never asked him. When Bruce Arians said 100% of the team is vaccinated, then Brady had an out. He didn't, he could say, Dr. Coach, Coach said, and they moved on. They never said, Tom, yes or no, did you get vaccinated? The way, you know, they did with Rodgers, and Rodgers said he was immunized, but anyway. So let me ask you this. You may may be right, because I'll tell you why. I read the book. I got it right here. I was going to ask you, have you read it? Of course, of course. I mean, he sent it to us, sent it to me. I read it. We talked about it. It's interesting in a weird way because it's Brady. It gives you a little glimpse into Brady's mind. Things like, you know, he he uh, doesn't get sunburned because of whatever his... And drinks water, I don't know. You know, drinks so much water and stuff like that and how why he doesn't get sick and all. That guy who wrote that book definitely doesn't believe in, you know, the COVID vaccine. So... If he's directing you to read it and you read it, you'll say that I don't see yes. that guy, that guy lining up for a vaccine. Somehow, again, he managed to get counted among the vaccinated. So maybe he gave in. Maybe he didn't. Maybe it'll be the next big scandal. But maybe you're right. So I think he, he, old- did, he did two things. It was direct to the book. And if he directs you to the book, he's kind of saying, if you read my book, you'll know how I feel about Big Pharma, number one. But the other thing he said was, far be it for me to you know, to comment on someone else's decision for their own body. He's also saying no one should be making judgment over how another person deals with their right. own health care. So I think he was, I, I thought it was, I thought he was pretty blatantly supporting Rogers. I guarantee he's definitely, if he had to pick between my, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Mike Florio, he's definitely an Aaron Rodgers guy. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's the next big story is did Tom Brady really get vaccinated? That won't, you know, you or I would say, so who cares? He's a grown man, make his own decision. But Florio's and the Peter Kings, they're going to want to know because they love this current authoritarian state we're in where people, by the way, Blasio, as predicted, said yesterday, New York, the mayor of New York said that he supports the mandate for five to 11-year-old children to be uh, kept out of businesses, restaurants, gyms, stores, unless they can prove they're vaccinated. Yeah. So a five-year-old can't go into, you know, whatever, McDonald's with or a restaurant or a, or, or a store, uh, go into that store in Times Square that has ca- all the candies, the M&M store or the Toys R Us store. Can't go in there unless the five-year-old proves that he was vaccinated. That is scary. That should frighten everybody. But Speaking of scare, I want to get to Howie Hampton's, the biggest sellout in history. Do, should I do Shea here? Yeah, and let's then do we'll, Shea uh, and, uh, and then talk about do Shea and then we'll play Howie Hampton's and we'll finish up with a, the, a quick recap of Portnoy with Tucker Carlson. Uh, but let's first tell you about Shea. Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling and replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, or you can customize using stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town. Removing stairs, it's not easy. They're heavy, they're awkward to move, and where do you even put them when you remove them? Shea will take care of all that. You don't have to worry about a thing. When you're done, you'll have a great-looking new front entrance that will add value to your home. Don't forget, it's not an upgrade. It's an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience, and in a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Also, Shea Concrete is hiring right now. They have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. This is a great company 
a great company to work for. All you got to do is pass a drug test. And if you want to learn more, you can go to their precast days Friday, this Friday, November 12th in Amesbury. We will be there hanging out, doing our uh, locals show on Fridays and uh, hanging out with all the uh, precast concrete step guys. Food trucks. Um, I'm going to be hitting those food trucks. We got to get you a hat too. We got to get you some some shake concrete swag. We will work on that. But uh, quickly, let's do Howie Hamptons. What do you got from Howie Hamptons who, uh, of course, has a perfectly reasonable take. If you've missed my, my, my take on Howie Hamptons, the biggest sellout in history, Howie Hamptons 25, 30 years ago would have hated this Howard Stern. He's turned into the biggest Karen, the biggest uh, supporter of the, of the state, of the deep state, of the, of the Biden regime. He wants Aaron Rodgers, you know, not fined, which he's going to be, or suspended, which is what Florio probably wants. He wants, uh, he wants him kicked out of the league, the reigning MVP, one of the greatest players of all time, kicked out of the league because he didn't get the jab. I was so worked up over the weekend about the uh, Aaron Rodgers of the NFL. I don't even know where to begin with that story. I mean, this guy, I don't watch football. Sorry, I'm not a big fan. I know the guy's a real good football player. That's why they put up with his bull. If I ran the NFL. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. So, yeah, you know that he's important to the franchise. If I was the, you know, if there was decency in this world, you know, I would throw this guy out of the football league so fast. What he did to his fellow teammates and, you know, bravo, Terry Bradshaw, for what you said oh. and everyone else who's got half a brain in this country. But this guy, they should throw him out of the league so fast. Yeah, that's what we got by. What a, what a disgrace. I mean, he's talking about Terry Bradshaw and the people with brains. <laughs> Talk about losing your way. Howie, come back to us, you freaking sellout. What a disgrace. You know, what he do with his teammates? I guarantee Nothing. his teammates support him. They're vaccinated, most of them. They don't care what choice Rogers made. They support him, kick him out of the league. This guy's insane. He's just become a just it's just uncomfortable to listen to the once great Howie Hamptons. And I'll quickly I, I teased this earlier. Why Dave Portnoy is lucky that the story from Business Insider and he's gone to war with them and I love it. Yeah. I can't wait till he focuses on Murchison. Right now he's focusing on uh, the the Business Insider guys, including Blodgett, the CEO. He was on Tucker Carlson. Tucker was 100% supportive and sympathetic, kind of like you know Matt Walsh was and Ben Shapiro and a lot of right wingers, some of whom are admittedly moralizers, guys who you know judge. They they haven't read all the details of what. Portnoy did. Now I have, as we pointed out, some of them, one of them kind of made me sick yes. the other day. Yes, yes. You wouldn't want him dating your daughter. No. You got to separate what he's got. He's a little kinky. Portnoy, not surprised. He's a crazy guy, but we're moving uh, from that to the free speech debate and the, and, well, the cancel culture debate and what they're doing to shut him down. And it is frightening. And Portnoy is, is, as he tweeted, he said he's not even sleeping. He's living on Adderall and coffee and revenge, and he's not going to rest until he gets all these people back. Good for him. Good for uh, Tucker supporting him. What he did with the 19-year-old girls, you know, not a big fan of that. No. But so what? It's private. They're consenting adults. Sadly, again, I wouldn't want him dating my daughter, but I would want him in the foxhole with me. He's doing us all a service by shining a light on these scumbags who are alleged journalists who are trying to destroy a competitor. I've lived through it. We've lived through it. And uh, I can't wait till Portnoy turns his attention to, to Murchison. That's going to be fun, but uh, go get them. El Prez. We appreciate it. Uh, We will leave it there for today. Thanks to everybody for watching, for listening and for commenting. Yes. Did we, did we make it through Carano? We made it through. You're going to slap this together, get out your tools and fix this and get it up? I'm a wizard. You are. You are. But uh, All right. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow.